welcome everybody to the CMAX podcast. My name is Brenda Lee. I'm the marketing communication specialist, and I'm here with Clarissa McCallum again for our 17th episode. Hello, Clarissa. Hey, Brenda. Today we have a brand new and exciting guest with us. We have Julian Shabbat, CMAX product acquisition specialist, and we're going to talk about World Dairy Expo and some results from the show and um, his thoughts on our bull mothers, daughters that did well, and just the World Dairy Expo experience. Welcome, Julian. Thank you, Brenda. Yeah, you, you say brand new, uh, well, brand new to the podcast, but not brand new new to the industry, I wish. Um, brand new to this podcast. We haven't had you before, brand new guests. So, Julian, why don't you give us a little bit of your background for those of you who might not know you? Right. Um, yeah, thank you, Brenda. Yeah, I started uh, buying bulls in 1995 for Eastern Breeders, which uh, transferred into the CMX Alliance in 1997. And uh, I think the titles have changed over the over time, but uh, basically I've been trying to buy the best bulls possible for CMX for the last uh, 28 years or something. And uh, it's worked out pretty good. Yeah, you've done all right. Yeah, well, I mean, over the years, um, as uh, Gordon Souter used to say, I mean, being a scientist is great. You can only be right 10% of the time and still keep your job, you know. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. And I'm not even sure 10% might be uh, overdone by today. So, but still, uh, you know, it's a great industry to be in. And uh, and our contribution uh, as, you know, uh, genetic select in genetic selection and the impact it has on the breed is quite satisfying and, and that's what drives us every day. Right on. So for those that know you and those that may not, I want to talk uh, and get something out of the way right away. I want to talk about the alligator in the room. Julian, give us the backstory on this year's junior champion. I think you're the best to speak to her. Well, I mean, there's a lot of connection here. Uh, Kingsway caught a vibe on uh, alligator junior yearling, a young junior yearling. Um, I was a junior champion. I was only her second show ever. Um, and, and the first time I, well, I've seen the heifer at Kingsway back in early May, and they were just done flushing her. They were going to get her pregnant. And, and heifer looked good, but wasn't considered a show heifer yet. And, uh, and Ethan McMillan, one of the brothers, says, Well, when we get her organized, we'll send her to your place to get her ready for the show. And I'm like, right, You guys are fine. One of the best herds in the country to get cows ready, heifers ready, and, and they, they probably got more premier exhibitor and, and junior banners than anybody else in, in the country. Anyhow, uh, and um, they took the heifer to the Ontario Summer Show at the end of July, she was junior champion. And that's when uh, our, our friend Steve Veltois, who we keep heifers for at our place at the Marion, got involved and bought into the heifer. And, and she made the trip and came to Eastern Ontario at our place um, the first day of August. And basically, usually <clears throat> when people say send heifers to, uh, to our farm, is there something wrong with them? We got to fix. Problem with this heifer, there was nothing wrong. Like, what the hell are we going to do? She's perfect already. Right. So all we had to do is, is to keep her healthy and, and going and, and uh, get her to Madison. And that's basically what happened. And she did go all the way and, and uh, 
I mean, Warner Clouds there was junior champion for Heffer. That's only been shown once before. That was quite impressive. But more, more uh, impressive was the story as how oh, these guys bought the dam. And maybe we can go into uh, cut your eye, your mother. So the partners, the breeders, uh, so the heifer carries the Kingsway prefix. But uh, the uh, between Kingsway, so that's the McMillans, Jason Mellon and, and Justin Velders from Riverdown. He bought the, the dam at Cut Your Eye, the Unix, uh, when she was a, a young two-year-old. Uh, ducked sale in June of 2021. So I hadn't showed yet. I think she might have showed at a local show as a heifer, but never showed as a cow. And, and they bought her then for a good bit of money. And then um, made pregnancies right up the bat all that summer. And then showed her at, at Expo, won the junior two-year-old. And that's when the following week they cut a deal with uh, Genosaurus to sell the cow in all of her pregnancies, but the two alligator females they had coming. So the two alligator females they kept, which, well, obviously the rest is history because one of them is cut a vibe and she's got another full sister at home that wasn't as gifted, I suppose, but uh, still a nice heifer. And uh, so all the pregnancies they generated that summer with that partnership uh, created the heifers that were the part of the first junior best three at Madison this year. Mm -hmm. So just that short window of time, pregnancies they created. Uh, I mean, that's how potent the cow is at breeding. Um, just a few pregnancies, uh, you know, and full of daughters and managed to have a first and second uh, spring yearling. Another heifer that placed in top 10 to, to make up the, the first junior three. Then after they sold the cow to... Genosaurus, of course, they kept uh, doing IVF on her. And I think the third uh, junior best three was the younger group of daughters of cut of eye. Uh, oh, sorry, of, of cut your eye. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty impressive uh, how in a short period of time a cow can have that, that much of an impact, if you will. I mean, it's still early. They haven't seen nothing yet, really. It's, it's still to come. And from her heifer, Matings, matings that were done when she was a younger heifer. I think it was a spring, uh, summer two-year-old that were fourth and fifth. Um, one in fifth is a lambda, so full sister to those eyes. So pretty impressive, really impressive. Very impressive, and an impressive maternal line behind her, going all the way back to Black Rose. Well, and and when we were writing the little speech for that we have to, to give for Supreme Champion for the heifer, and, and we had to limit ourselves to how much stuff we're going to put on it when they say talk about the pedigree. And, and the, the best thing we came up with was like four straight generation of, of World Dairy Expo winners. Correct. Yeah. So between the cut your eye yourself and, and uh, we had to write that speech in the morning. So she hadn't won her class yet. So <laughs> she became a three three year in a row class winner at Madison. Uh, which actually somebody could go in history, but I don't think it's been done very often as from two or three and four year old, you know, mm -hmm. like, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody did at one point, but in, in uh, modern years, you, you don't see that cow skip a year or something or, or they can't, they're not that great, you know, so to, to win all the time. And then yeah, drum and mother, one is a milk and yearling, Goldwyn Lexington, one is a four year old. So 
mixed cutter vibe, and then skip a couple of generations. Really good cows that didn't show, but then black crows. So. And then back to back rows. So yeah, D- that's a Doug Blair question. If Doug listens to podcasts, somebody should ask Doug because he would know the answer to that, right? Uh, right. I mean, back in the days, there were cows that were ahead of their time, maybe like she is, that that are just that good that when they're, they're their class within their age group, you know, uh, year after year. So, and uh, compared to some of the other units that I've done so well, I mean, her pedigree stack a little younger, a little tighter, so you can see why she's breeding that well. Mm-hmm. You mentioned bullseye. Correct. In some of that. And there's a lot of people pretty excited about bullseye's son himself and then his daughters and his sons. So if you can just talk a little bit about that bull for us. Yeah, at this point, we uh, don't have a lot of, well, evidence, meaning that calves are still young enough that haven't showed up at the show yet. Uh, hasn't been a, I mean, I, I was looking at the progeny list and calves that would be old enough to show at this stage are just calves that were made from, from the mating, the planned matings on high-end donors and all that so wasn't like in the show herds and all that bull was released a little later so his bulk of daughters in the population they're they're just being born you know Evan you know early summer or or now and 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 moving forward really because we all know I mean that kind of bull the best daughters come out you know when the top breeders the, the show breeders really see a pattern and really use their heart and their craft to, to, to design the best matings to make the best daughters. So they're still to come. Uh, but having said that, if you're just looking at the early genomics result on the sons we've tested and on the daughters we've tested, it's amazing. It's amazing. We'll have 20 to 30 sons, I would say. The first ones are just coming into stud. Um, I think the oldest ones are, are were born in November, December. Um, and, and there's, well, I think of, of the 20, 30 we have on our list, they're not all going to make it into stud, but um, most likely about 20 of them, I would say roughly, and they're all over, they're anywhere between plus 15 and plus 19 on confirmation. Mm-hmm. And, and even on the U.S. base, it's a good thing some bulls um do well in the canadian base but don't fare so well in the u.s base but uh probably more than half of them are over three point on on type not crazy stature well balanced uh breakdown on them uh so it looks really really promising now the way the bulls made uh in, in early uh you know what we see in early daughters the way they're made and they're the breakdown that their complexion they're sharp and angular have enough drop to their rib and they have that flat bone that angularity that length of frame like you've seen the dam in 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 cut your eye um like if he doesn't sire a lot of really good show cows or well i mean we'll start with show heifers <laughs> i would be really really surprised he's got all the makings of of the next great one and in the heifer show we need that she's uh he hasn't been a, a dominant go-to bull to make show heifers recently that and people that are that breeders are confident they're going to make good cows i mean there's been a few bulls that have done well on the on the heifer show scene that you know don't have the same confidence to make great cows so uh hopefully 
Um, and he's been really popular that way. He's been used on a lot of good cows, so we should see. Uh, I, I'm 100% confident next year we'll see a whole bunch of them showing mm-hmm. up uh, everywhere. Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking forward to that. You've seen a lot of breeder comments on Facebook in different places that they're excited. So, Julian, you've done your annual pedigree analysis from the show. You've had some time to take a look at everything and just sit back. What's standing out to you? Well, looking ahead, you know, you, you get to the fairground, you you go around different strings and you wonder, is there going to be a new bull that's going to jump out this year and all that? I mean, because last year, uh, a lot of breeders, especially American uh, exhibitors, had no idea what alligator was. Because alligator never uh, translated well on the U.S. base and wasn't used much in the U.S., to be honest with you. Uh, it was more of a confirmation, Canadian base type of bull. Limited and, semen kind of held him back. Yeah, all, you know, yeah, ma- all kinds many of factors uh, involved here. And he had a few daughters that did well in the young cow class last year. And and then, well, people kind of woke up to him. And, uh, yeah, he had, he had a good year. I mean, some of the ones from last year capped out again and did well. And, and uh, some new ones. So, but, but still, limited in numbers, so we weren't expecting them to have a, a huge impact in numbers, but he, he, he did quite well with four or five heifers in the top five, uh, young cows, I mean, and, you know, a couple heifers that did extremely well, I suppose. Correct, yes. Yeah, and, and we, we knew Unix was coming, but uh, when the junior three-year-old came through, we are like, whoa, what's going on here? Sidekick's gonna make a run at it. Just uh, I don't think you see that very often, you know, one class and first, second, and third. And uh, I want to say, well, two of them, three cows were were new to Madison. They were like contenders before, you know. Um, so the first one from Skycrest, well, Skycrest prefix, owned by Borba. She was a bit of a new cow from an eye octane, and then Sandy Ray cow from Pierre Boulay. Um, she'd been there last year, and then the next one was a new cow as well. Um, and all these sidekicks came from older pedigree, all very different. No similarity in the pedigrees. Um, so, and I think that's how well sidekick works. You know, using the population on milky cows because most of the well, all three of them had, had really milky, refined uh, dairy mothers, um, so that kind of worked out quite well. But then, uh, sure enough, then you, you get uh, the Unix, and and he, he took over uh, quickly because he had a senior two that done well. That was third, uh, but then the senior three. Uh, when we see things that don't happen too often, so the first two in that class. Uh, Glen Riven, Glen Riven, Unix Sally and Rosemary Unix Goldie. Not sure it's ever happened again. Uh, the, fir- the same two cows were first and second for three years in a row at Expo. Mm-hmm. And, and I really think it's the first time that Sa- Sally beat Goldie. I couldn't make a movie out of it. Sally beat Goldie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it is the first time, actually. Goldie was always uh, just first over. Sally, both at Madison and the Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, they were intermediate champion and reserve at the Royal, and this this year was was reversed at Madison. And 
who knows what we'll see uh, in, in a couple of weeks from now in Toronto. But these are two really impressive cows that were sold as milking yearlings, you know, really young, immature milking yearlings at Madison, both sold to, well, one to Milk Source and one to Jim Butler. And uh, yeah, I mean, and they kept calving. So three-year-olds that are fresh three times, I mean, calved three times in fresh few months, and I think both of them were pregnant again. So very impressive. And, and fun, sure. it, make, it makes it really fun to watch, too, as, you know, a fan and a spectator to watch those two cows come back year after year. Uh, no, no question. And both have really big, long, solid pedigrees. Mm-hmm. And in um, saying that, uh, and even the, the Goldie has, I mean, uh, almost has an index pedigree way back when. I mean, the third dance of planet and, and goes into, like, just a pure index family. I mean, the third dam was bought as a, you know, high production cow imported in, in Canada and it was bred to gold chip and Dorman and then at the Unix. So uh, it's pretty interesting pedigree. And, and then you moved the four-year-old and sure enough, uh, Unix had the first three placing with Kashirai winning again. Uh, third class, the Ryan View cattle was second. Also an interesting pedigree, Dems a Beamer. I mean, the cow's pretty tall and big, and you kind of know why. And you go as you go, Beamer, Atwood, Gibson, and Astronomical. So, <laughs> wonder why the cow grew that big. And, and the Altonoli cow, cow, that was third as a 92-point fever dam. So, again, people think these are freaks of nature, but really, most of these cows have, have nice enough. I mean, more than nice enough. They have great pedigrees that are. Mm-hmm. Are bred to be to be this good, you know. That these these are no no accidents really. So and, and Unix really that, that's all. He had. Well, basically no. He had one five year old that ended up uh, sixth. Uh, so that's as uh, you know as old as they got. So there wasn't any older. Um, and, and there was still a good number of Unix in the young in the heifer classes. So mm-hmm. To say that uh, I don't think Unix is quite ready to give up his, his premier sire banner. Uh, as you see these these young cows aging, well, maturing really, they don't age. Um, yeah, I think he, he's solid for quite a few years still. I don't think he'll get the Goldwyn status, but uh, it'll be there for a while. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah. Fun, fun for us and fun for those breeders. And Julian, how about Footloose? She's been in the champion class for the last three years. This year, obviously, we know she was reserved to Shakira, and she was champion last year at World Dairy Expo. Can you tell us a little bit about her story? In fact, I mean, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Footloose has is, is been a cow that everybody the world has been watching for the last few years. Uh, and it, I mean, from the time I've seen her, the first time as a junior two-year-old at at Arisburg, I thought this cow was going to be great, and she she did, she did actually. And they sold her as, a, as a, when she first calved as a four-year-old uh, to Abbott and Duckett and that group. And um, I think they call it uh, Showbuck Sire now. And um, as a four-year-old, right there that year in 2021, she she uh, won her class and was reserved to Shakira. She won the four-year-old. Shakira won the five-year-old. And then uh, last year, she was Supreme Champion, calved again, and she calves every year. And even Duckett told me this year, um, 
she likes to get bread on August 22nd. She got <laughs> bread on August 22nd and she's pregnant again. So okay. let's, we'll, we'll see her again. So um, as we were saying earlier about uh, some other cows that come back every year um, to see a footloose that uh, has been reserved grand and grand and, and supreme last year and again come back this year and the cow doesn't look like she's aging at all. I mean, she's just developing, calving every year, making lots of milk. Um, so really impressive. Mm. And also, OCD, Oakfield Connors Dairy, um, the breeder of that cow that sold, sold her to uh, Duckett and, and Abbott. Um, they had a few other cows, actually, that whole string. They were quite successful, successful again this year. And they had another Solomon that was fifth in the four-year-old class uh, and and did quite well. I think the cow uh, was grand at Erisburg and was fifth at Madison, was part of the junior best, no, senior best three, sorry. And uh, they won the whole thing. So mm -hmm. pretty impressive, just three cows in there. I think they had a Beamer that belonged to somebody in Pennsylvania. David Brad was part of that group. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're able to be the group of Jacobs, which at the first, the second, and the third. So that that's quite impressive. Oakfield with with uh, anchored by by uh, Footloose in there, we're able to win that win that group class. So that was that was something to see. Absolutely. So we talked a little bit about Bullseye, um, yep. and you know his relations to different show winners in World Dairy Expo and the pedigree line. Are there any other sons coming from any of these show winning cows or siblings that showed or, you know, anything notable? Oh, for sure. And and, and that's one thing we, we've paid more attention to in recent years. And we always have really, uh, but it doesn't always happen that you get cows with the right pedigree and and evident match with the right sire and all that. But I think we, we have quite a few this year that were uh, involved. And uh, we, we also want to provide sons from cows that are popular and there's still demand out there that people want to be part of great cows like Shakira, for say. Um, so Shakira is an older cow with, I mean, she's not old. I mean, she looks younger every year, it looks like, but pedigree wise and uh, she never made a lot of sons before. She's calved almost every year. So, but now we we have a, a ranger son, red carrier, of course, ranger son in stud. That's got a beautiful breakdown. Uh, it's almost a year old. So, I, I assume everything goes well. This ranger son uh, should be uh, released to the market somewhere early in the year or or in the spring at at the worst. Um, so quite excited to see son of Shakira coming in the stud. Um, in, in, I mean, it could have been red, really. Shakira carries red, and that was our thing. But that, that was her best son, and he happens to be black. Well, basically mm -hmm. white, really. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like uh, mama. Yeah, right, right. And uh, so, yeah, he's, he's in stud. We're also quite, exciting, quite excited about her uh, sons of Avenue Fear. Uh, she she was IVF and had three sons born early summer. Um, so we're gonna pick from them. Maybe take one, maybe take two. We'll let them grow a wee bit and see how they develop, and, and see which one uh, stands out in the group. Because genomically they're quite close. Uh, they're all 
quite nice. You know, I've obviously eye confirmation, IPT type uh, with decent amount of milk. So yeah, we'll have a few cents of Shakira. So that's quite exciting. And from other females, uh, there's a few others I want to mention. Well, I mean, we don't have sons of that heifer, but we, that was pretty interesting to see uh, when we got to the summer junior two-year-old. We didn't know about this heifer. Um, so Jacob's Destiny Bala, heifer that had been sold as a calf from Jacob's, got resold as a yearling. And then anyway, anyhow, she ends, ends up at uh, Butler's. She went to summer two-year-old. So what's special about her, that was a sister to Jacob's Bruins, the son of uh, I Octane Babe. That's been so popular for us at CMAX. It's got calves on the ground that are really nice. Um, so we'll hear more about Bruins, but one of his older sister ends up winning her class in Madison. That's uh, pretty impressive. And since we're, we were on the Jacobs uh, channel here, um, they have a young cow that was second of the, in the senior two-year-old class. Name is Jacobs Alligator Lorella. Um, second calf, senior two-year-old. Um, alligator from 92-point sidekick. Actually, the sidekick is, is a four-year-old that was 12. Really immature. I can see this cow developing into a cow that maybe someday is going to be similar to the next time. Uh, authority Loana, who was uh, uh, Supreme Champion in 2018. Because um, Loana didn't show at all, the authority didn't show until she was a four-year-old cow, uh, mm -hmm. basically. So that's when that family get it going. They're really shy or immature as young cows, but really develop. And I think uh, <clears throat> Alligator Lorella is really ahead of schedule here. Uh, she has a Mercy son that's in stud already. Um, that combines a 14, a confirmation of the, I mean, the high confirmation of the family and, and the strong production and noble mercy. So really a nice combination. Mercy is not a bull I was used much on show cows or, or, or that type of, of high confirmation animals. So it's really nice uh, combination here. And then she has a younger bullseye that's coming, that's going to come in, into stud here shortly. They own this cow with, uh, from Gillette, so so far the bulls called Jacobs Mr. Louis for Louis Patnold. So I'm not <laughs> sure that's gonna go. That's, that's gonna great. Stay. That's I gonna love stay. it. Don't change that name. <laughs> yeah, he's plus 14 on confirmation. I mean, his LPI is just just all right, but uh, and the bulls an unbelievable individual, one of the nicest bull I've seen at Gillette Farms. So nice, um, really nice lineup and and. Intriguing pedigree, slow maturing. Um, they'll be different than some others. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and, and Kutcher, we talked about her. Uh, and and uh, one thing caught a vibe, the junior champion, one thing I forgot to say, uh, for a young ever for an alligator, she still has nice numbers. She's like plus 15 on confirmation. And um, there's four or five bulls come in from her. In the next few months, so we're gonna have a shot, shot at those. And um, the only problem, they don't want to do IVF on her because she has to show, and I think it'll be too late to do her after the royal. But I mean, evidently, she's calving in March, so she's got the rest of her life to make bulls. But uh, I, I can see that line making more bulls, and with alligator and the pedigree pushing a little more production in there. Um, so hopefully, she makes a nice cow and makes more bulls for CMEX. 
So what's coming out of her? You said that there's some bulls coming from. In fact, uh, they, they are uh, sons of uh, Clan Oxor, bull from Select. That was a free, well, that was without restriction. So these bulls are all going to be free agent. And uh, she's got more Lambda. Actually, she has Lambda okay. sons coming. Because um, she had a, a flush of, I want to say 30 something Lambda. And they've exported like 20 something. And the rest of them almost all caught and made a couple bulls and they don't even know it was sex semen. So um, I might still work out pretty good. Even late lambdas, uh, the combination seems to work on the family. So, yes, for sure. Why not? Could... And, yeah, and all, all the ones, uh, and they'll be, I mean, there's a lot of young ones too that we haven't seen yet. So right That's... from the old cow, from, I mean, the old cow, from Kachar. <laughs> so. Awesome. Well, that's very, very complete. And, you know, you've looked at all these pedigrees and you know these cows inside and out. And we couldn't think of anybody better to join us, go through World Dairy Expo. So my only question for you is, do you want to do this in a couple of weeks after the Royal? Well, listen, uh, <laughs> what the Royal is, it always amazed me what how, you know, you only get so many Americans coming. I mean, there's only... Yes. And there might be a little more. I mean, because last year, it was a year off that there wasn't any when the, the national show was in, in Quebec. Well, no, it's not true. There was a handful. Cedarlene came. I think that was it. Um, but then to see which one's going to show up. I mean, that mm -hmm. makes a big difference in what the show's going to be like, you know? Yes. Because um, the ones that come, they don't come to play. They, they come to fight, you know? They don't come to hang out they just come you know they bring the good ones is what i'm saying yeah you know? and you might and you might get some new canadian guys showing too some new cows from canada as well oh totally and this time yeah. of year you'll get especially young cows that are fresh and you get uh, this new well it's not a new class but it wasn't at madison you get the milk and um milk and winter yearling and and uh second well not second cow but senior two winter senior too so these are two different classes that bring in new animals mm -hmm. um milk and that weren't fresh uh, cows that didn't go because weren't ready or mm -hmm. and you know not everybody wants to go or go to the trouble of going out there and uh the heifer show is is scary strong when you get to the royal when the you know the month of october what it does physically the heifers you know is incredible how better they get you know hair grow and their body condition change you know and they get massive and and because uh, often you know if you win at madison you think oh we're going to go to the royal and it's going to be uh no cakewalk well it, the royal is tough we've seen many um madison winners get in the royal and having a hard time making top 10. that's how hard it is at the royal and how it changes so yeah, I mean, we can have do the same after the Royal and have completely different conversation, really. Yeah, which makes which it you, fun. Exactly, because otherwise, why would you have the Royal if it, if it was the same? <laughs> exactly. It's a totally different show, like you said. And CMEX is excited to be there. Clarissa has been working on tours. We're bringing in how many international guests, Clarissa? About 200. Nice. So tours are back after, you know, COVID and and international guests certainly are interested in Canadian genetics and breeding 
and management style, and that's why we bring them to the Royals. So a big week planned for us and uh, looking forward to it. So thank you, Julian. Awesome. It was been a pleasure. Great. You've been great. Thank you, and we, thank you Clarissa. We look thank forward you. to having you again. If you like this podcast, give us a four-star review. It really helps others find the show and learn more about CMEX, our people, our programs, and our services. See you in the next episode.